we're back. What's up, everyone? Happy, uh, happy Friday. TJF, I'm drinking coffee. Living life on the wild side. Today, I have Diego, Gro I'm gonna say it, I hope I say it right. Guavara, Guavara, potentially, I don't know. Hello, Matt Townsend, what's good, dude? I hope everyone's doing well. Charlie, what's good? Great hair, my hair looks terrible right now. Charlie is a day one for Meet the Creatives. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, tonight we have the global design director at Nike, and I'm a Nike guy. I'm even wearing, without even looking, I'm wearing Nikes right now. They're kind of like dad Nikes, but Nikes nonetheless. Um, so we're just waiting for my man Diego to come in. I love that name, Diego. What's up, everyone? Wait, sorry, I put my shoe back on. Where's everyone listening from? Hello, Ron Burridge. What's good, Ron? I miss you. We need to hang out again. I was actually re-listening to our episode the other night. I loved it so much. Um, by the way, Matt, this is what my hair looks like when I don't gel it. It's kind of like a like an afro of sorts. San Francisco. Are you going to San Francisco? Be sure to some flowers in your hair. Diego's coming in. Here we go. Philly in the room. What's good? I was born in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yo, what's good, brother? Hey, hey, hey. So great to meet you. How you doing, man? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm having my second cup of coffee for the day. Cheers, man. Happy Friday. Yeah, your, hair, yeah. your hair looks great, by the way. I don't know. I, I have, it's, it could be better. Uh, so this is Diego uh, Guevara or Guevara? Guevara. Guevara. Ooh, I like that. That's good. I'm, I'm going to let you take the lead on that one. Uh, Global Design Director at Nike. Um, so uh, I guess for people that are not familiar with you, a little bit of intro on who you are, what you're doing right now, and we'll go from there. Sure. Awesome. First of all, thank you for inviting me. No like I said on, on, on the post, like long time listener. Uh, first I time can't on. believe that. I was like, oh, that's so dude, cool. come on. No, yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Um, and then let me just kind of get into a little bit of the intro. Yeah. Uh, my name is Diego, Diego Guevara. I was born in Ecuador. Uh, in South America, for nice. those of you that don't know. Uh, I came <laughs> to the... Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, I came to the U.S. Uh, when I was 16 years old. My parents, my brothers, and myself, uh, we moved over here. We moved to Miami, and I pretty much lived in Miami for most of my my life since I moved here. Right. Um, went to school in uh, Tampa, where I relocated back to Miami, did my whole sort of like work life in Miami through finishing school. And um, I, you know, worked in a lot of advertising agencies, design studios. I was specializing in a lot of branding and advertising campaigns. Right. And um, from then on, I just kind of like kept going and, and, and growing as, as a creative, uh, you know, usual uh, designer, senior, right. art director, creative director, until I made the switch from agency to an in-house. I was working at an in-house uh, company for about a year, year and a half. Nice. Uh, when Nike called, and from then on, you know, they that told me, Nike, "Would you like to that's come Nike over?" Nike in Portland, right? Yeah, Nike in Portland. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, they called me, uh, you know, out of the blue, um, and they called and they say, "Hey, would you like to come work for Nike?" And I was like, "Of course, definitely." <laughs> um, and then the second question was, uh, "You do know that that means you have to move to Beaverton in Oregon?" Right. I had no idea where Beaverton was. I was like, "Of course, no You're problem." Like, yeah, and yeah, then I had to, yeah. Yeah, I had like to jump on in map. on a map. Like, that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I had to check in on the map. And then uh, the rest is history, man. I moved here four years ago. 
Mm -hmm. uh, being at Nike four years and all good. Nice. Can't Did you work with, uh, is that how you know Rich 2? Is that the Rich 2 connection? Well, what's funny, it's um, there's this sort of like alumni connection that you get with people there. There's a lot of people that work at Nike and other people that right. sometimes come and go. Uh, Rich, uh, I met him after he left. We okay. were both sort of like at the same time at Nike, but he left before I got to actually connect with him personally. But after he left, it's through friends and through social media that we connected and we became friends. So nice. shout out to Rich, by the way. Yeah, big shout out to Rich too. Um, that's really cool. So um, were you always kind of like a, a Nike fan? Did you, do you remember like your first Nike? I know for me, oh. I remember oh, hell yeah. I, that for me, it was, um, I'm, a, I'm a kind of like a 90s kid. So 90s, 2000. Um, and for me, it was all about Nelly and like the St. Louis XL had the Air Force yep. one. Uh, I always wanted to get it. to this day. I still want to get it like the, the uh, bright orange Nike Air Force one. I got the, the black fly knits, which I love, but that's always kind of been my shoe, even though it doesn't like fit me. I kind of, cause I have like a flat foot, but no. what was your first, what's your, like your shoe of choice? Cause every Nike fan has like my boy, Josh, shout out Josh, Josh Lepley, huge Air Max fan. He has like every Air Max. It's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, my personal favorite would be Air Max one. Yeah. Uh, I'm a diehard Air Max one guy. Um, Yes, dude. I was born in 1980, so I grew up in the 80s and kind of like lived the 90s as well. So Nike was a huge part of my 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 career. Not my career, but I'm sorry. I'm just already fast forwarding. <laughs> no uh, my growing up, you know, um, everything from every movie that you saw, from the Goonies all the way to like late 90s, everything was Nike. Nike was everywhere. Nike was like the cool thing that kids right. liked. Yeah. Um. There was there was times that I was able to get stuff that I wanted from Nike. There was other times that my parents wouldn't get me the stuff because I couldn't get it. So it became part of that 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 culture uh, upbringing. Um. And then as I kept growing up, then I got into soccer. I was playing soccer, so obviously that became a huge part of sort of my identity as a player and kind right. of what I wanted to be and what I look up to. Um. When the Nike soccer, I'm gonna call them soccer. The soccer ads uh, launched with all the, the, the huge players and all the, the roster that we had, that was a huge thing for me. Uh, it kind of like blew my mind. I said, damn it, that'll be amazing to do one day, you know, like the good versus evil and all those ads. Um, so I grew up with that stuff. Um, and then as I became a designer, uh, Nike was always sort of like an old star. When, yeah. when you thought about um, projects or briefs from clients or what clients would bring you as a sample, like, this is what we want to do. This is kind of like, look at these ads, look at this product. It was always Nike. Yeah. So it, it was always present, whether personal life, sports life or work life. Um, and then now fast forward to now, it's, it's, it's part of sort of like my DNA now. I kind of bleed Nike and, uh, and I'm happy, man. It's, it's a dream come true. And I can honestly say that I don't see myself working anywhere else right now. I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. I love where I work. I love the company now more than I used to love when I was growing up, which was a lot. Right. So yeah, man, it's all, all good. That's perfect. Definitely a Nike boy. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't even think that I have anything. I think I have like one Adidas shirt, but I've always had like Nike shoes. And I think it's kind of funny how people can be so like, um, and I know that the, the sneaker industry is like so, so uh, competitive and, and there's kind of people like pick a size. It's kind of interesting. Like I'm always fascinated. Like, you know, you mentioned about kind of like the pop culture things and I, you know, I was talking about like Nelly and like the, the St. Louis, like with the red air force and stuff. Um, that's kind of just cool how, um, and just goes to show you how important, you know, design and advertising and product placement, oh, yeah. you know, all those things can make someone a lifelong fan of the brand. So 
um that's kind of cool what's it what's it like so you get you moved to out to uh portland oregon which is oregon oregon i don't know just, just Tomatoes your, right? yeah yeah uh what what is that like what's the campus like there i've heard amazing things i know that it's obviously um a lot of it has to do with kind of exercise and there's like state-of-the-art gyms and everything like that yeah. uh what was it like when you first got there and did it kind of like blow your mind absolutely man it's it's beautiful um yeah this is what i tell everybody when they ask me how house campus has working at nike i tell them it's if you mix a summer camp and a college campus, right. blend them together, and that's what you get. That sounds um, cool. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, when I first got there, of course, it's a massive campus. It's about seven to eight thousand employees that we that we have working there. Um, it's it's massive, yeah, and so many buildings, so many things that you 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 have to get used to. There's a lot of walking from building to building, from meetings to meetings. So, um, it's it's, it's massive. Yeah, we, no, we have bikes now. We have bikes. You okay, know, the city bikes that you rent, so now we have those. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just keeps growing, and, and it's, it's massive. Uh, from what I can tell you, my personal experience, um, the facilities are great. You have everything that you can imagine from your sports gyms uh, to your cafeteria, your Starbucks, everything that you can just think of. So it, it's, it's pretty much like a college campus right. uh, with the only, the only twist that you get uh, a lot of people usually playing sports on a daily basis. You know, yeah. it's basketball, frisbee or soccer. Um, shout out to all my friends that we play soccer at lunchtime. We have lunchtime games. So um, yeah, you get a lot of sport. Sport is sort of like the DNA of the company and you see it, whether you work there or whether you tour it, uh, you will see at least Every, I mean, you're gonna see always people playing on the different courts that we have. So it's it's, yeah. it's a great thing. That's if you're so into sports, it's it's the best place to be. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a, like a dreamland sort of thing. Um, so I know you know when I hung out with, uh, so when I met Rich, we met just like we're doing right now on, um, you know, I was on Skype at the time, but we met on the internet, and then he kind of came through, and he moved back to New York, and uh, we went out and we went sneaker shopping, and it was a, a real education in um all the different kind like he was using all like these there's like verbiage i'd like never even heard before about like the build out and all the different stuff yeah. and he was like wildly passionate about that um how much is, of it is it like are you working like the, on the product side is it mostly just the design and graphic because your portfolio a lot of the stuff in there is like um design and campaigns and for anyone that wants to be like working like visual identity and like um and like branding systems your website is like a treasure trove i want to like send it to my oh, man, thank stuff. you Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. So, like, where do you kind of, like, plug and play with all that? Uh, well, I do work on product creation. Um, I work on the apparel side. So, there's you get your footwear and your apparel. Uh, I work with uh, two teams. I work in the men's running and men's training uh, teams. So it's sort of like the men's performance categories. And what we work on, my job consists of pretty much coming up with the creative direction for the seasonal uh, work that you see on stores. So everything that you that hits the stores or the market or the website, uh, it's done by, by seasons, as you can imagine with fashion. And um, my job is to work with my team and work with all the, the partners with apparel creation uh, and sometimes brand. And we create those 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 products. We create the, the collections. We create the storytelling and the narrative and the seasonal look for the for the product. Mm -hmm. And then what you see later on is uh, the brand team and the, the advertising team from Nike taking those products or taking what we build 
and just maximizing it and kind of like sharing it with the world. So it's yeah. a combination of a lot of people working. It's a huge team. Uh, by the way, shout out to whoever is listening, the best team in the world. Um, and then we just work together and it's sort of like a nonstop uh, machine. You know what I mean? Like we build right. a product, passes it on, brand takes it, puts it out, and then we keep going and going. So yeah, that's how sure. we work. I just want to make a quick note here. If anybody has questions for Diego, feel free to put them in there. We're answering questions about Nike, about design, about apparel, about you know um, branding, all that stuff. We're here and happy to answer questions. Uh, I guess we'll keep it moving. I didn't see any coming yet, but uh, they usually come in about halfway through. But if, if you guys have questions, let us know. I'm just double checking here. Um, okay, so um, one of the things that I love about Nike, you know, when I'm big on like Pinterest and stuff like that, and I feel like when people hear like Pinterest immediately, they're like, oh, like, I don't know, like that's kind of mm -hmm. like a bad, but I love like studying like the visual history, seeing all the different campaigns and stuff like that. And for someone that's like not a Nike employee, you can kind of see the, the breadth of work of Nike. And um, I think that it's kind of, of all the brands that are out there, um, it's funny because the Nike logo is, is one of the most like, recognizable logos in the entire world but the the visual systems around nike are very fluid and there's a thousand different ways probably a million different ways that the brand is presented how do you guys go about um you know picking what's the right look for things and it's constantly changing and evolving and um how many of those epic posters that i see on pinterest are real and then how many of those are just like design students who just like rip off the nike logo yeah. and just put it on pinterest <laughs> um it's it, i'll answer it two ways first okay. of all um sorry that was like three questions but you know i know <laughs> damn it no uh i i'll tell you from uh an evolving point of view and how we continue to like come up with different ideas and different views it's a massive team um every category that you can imagine works on sort of like its own uh so everybody's in charge of building uh and building for what the consumer the audience and what the product needs from then on, there's teams from brand and marketing that work within those categories, and there's the global team as well. So it's, it's a big ladder of, 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 of steps and processes and people that work together to build this up. Mm -hmm. um, the beautiful thing about it, like you said, is that we never get, never feel stale. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always new, it's always evolving. It's always sort of like going with the, with the, the trends, I don't know if use that word, right. but it's, it's always evolving. Um, we, we constantly think, and part of our, our biggest challenge, I would say as creatives, is to always think of the future. It's not what's happening right now, it's more of uh, what's coming up in the next one, two, three years, uh, right. and kind of yeah, like predict. Chris had said about that, about like Nike is very like North Star facing, like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Like when so, you see something that was probably like thought of like years ago kind of thing, or at least the, the prototype of it was like years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it happens a lot. It happens a lot that uh, a lot of the stuff that we work on right now doesn't hit market till like a year later or sometimes even longer. So it's it's a process. You know, you got to get used to it. It's a process. You don't have that instant gratification sometimes of like finishing a project and putting it on your portfolio, put it online or Pinterest and just call it a day. Right. Sometimes it takes a while to get to that point. So um, it's a lot of people that work on that. It's 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 a good thing. Like I said, as a challenge as creatives for us it's it's what's coming up next what, what are you planning how are you pushing it and then to the other part of the question with the the stuff on behance or pinterest the stuff that you see uh it blows my mind to see all the work that you that you find on those sites to see all the level of, of passion and dedication and the vision and the skills that you see on a lot of those posters that sometimes are just students or sometimes are designers that just love the brand so much 
that they feel empower, I mean, encouraged to, to build stuff. So um, a lot of the stuff, sometimes I see it and I don't even know if I'm like, did we create that or is that a portfolio piece? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it just goes to show the power of the brand and how it moves uh, people, not just on the sports field, but also creatively. Which yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I, I'm guilty of charge as being one of those people. I have this. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, I made this mock-up for a Nike Air Force One. So, like, you could buy, like, a PSD of, like, the Nike Air Force One. And I made, I'm telling you, Nike executives, listen up, dude. I have the best-looking Air Force One the world has ever seen. Like, even the Mets, like, liked it on Instagram. So I was like, yes. So you're telling me there's a chance. No, but it's just so fun. And it was, it was a dream to do. And I was thinking to myself, it's like, and I think you could probably you could probably relate, like relate to this when you were like younger in your career, maybe even now. But like, I just remember like as I was kind of just like using the P, like the PSD and like switching out all the colors. I was like, is this my path? Am I going to be a sneaker designer? But <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you afterwards, and and maybe you can show it to the right people, and we can help to uh, make my my Mets dreams come true. Who knows? I'm telling you, you know, you know, uh, our CEO just announced that All In Challenge. Um, I just saw that uh, earlier today where if you win you get to come to campus you tour campus you have lunch with him and then you get to meet with the innovation team and make your sneakers uh a reality so we there out. you go We're that's doing a it. chance man that's amazing and i know that uh that nike is now um and there's not there's not a lot of brands that i would be like happy with like being like like on the focal point of baseball jersey and i didn't necessarily like it at first but the nike swoosh that shit's that shit's hard i love that that's so cool yeah. So when I saw that, yeah. I was like, it's like that scene from uh, Dumb and Dumber. It's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. It's like, hell yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm going to move on from my fanboy. Hey, we, man, you never know. You never know. Mets, hit me up, too. I'll, I'll work with them, too. Um, okay. Uh, we have some questions here. I am Ketza says, is there a favorite Nike campaign of yours? Oof. Mine is uh, yeah. Nike Baseball. Shout out Nike Baseball. Let's uh, work together. Yeah. Um, all right, my personal campaigns, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the the good versus evil, uh, the whole mission with the, the, the tournaments for soccer, I was a soccer player. So that to me, and I think that changed the world when it came to soccer, when we signed Ronaldo, and then you have all these roster of athletes. Those to me were kind of like my favorite of all time. And then of course, you got MJ and anything that was Jordan was... Have you met my Jordan? Jordan? I have not met him. I saw him He's on there campus a lot, right? one time. Uh, I only seen him once. Okay. And I can tell you, um, there's a lot of athletes, usually at Nike, and sort of like the, the, the unspoken word there is, like the unspoken thing is, uh, you don't usually bother them. You can't just like start freaking out when you see him walking down. I can um, see myself being like, Michael! Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard sometimes because you're like, oh my God. Um, so, you know, you, eventually you, you see athletes walking by. I was telling my kids the other day because they were watching Fortnite. I'm like, oh, you know, I saw Travis Scott the other day just walk by and kind of like waved at him. Um, so you get to see a lot of that. And there's a lot of athletes like LeBron and, and Kevin Durant that, that, that show up on campus arena. But um, be cool. from yeah, all the athletes, yeah, so all the athletes that I've seen, I have never seen a reaction like when Michael Jordan was on campus. It was hilarious because you start getting texts and you start seeing around you, like everybody's just picking up their phone and like the texts are flying. Yeah. And then everybody starts getting up like, oh, Michael Jordan is in the cafeteria or like whatever. So then everybody starts just kind of like casually walking out, like pretending they had a, a call to take or whatever. Hello? 
And then, yeah, and then you see him, he was like sitting on the courtyard, just sitting outside by himself or with a couple of uh, executives. And then you just look up and you see a sea of people just kind of like sitting like randomly all over the, the around the, the, the courtyard. That's so funny. And, and then everywhere you went, you went inside to the cafeteria to the concierge and they were like, oh, you know, MJ's here. So everybody kind of like freaked out. So it's Yeah, I, I had a similar experience. I went to, uh, I went out to Sam Menlo to go visit my friend Dion at Facebook. And I was like, wow, like everyone's so like well-behaved here and like security's tight. They're like, yeah, like Mark yeah. Zuckerberg's here. Like you're in the same room with him. So like, just be real chill right now. Cause it's, and it was just so funny because you could almost like feel it. There was like something that was like, like everywhere you went, they were like, ID please. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, <laughs> so it was cool. And it really made me like, um, really kind of excited because I was like, wow, man, that's so cool to be like, just to be like in the room with like, with greatness, you know, what I'm saying I think that's really kind of fun. It's something that's really great. Like, I always say for like design students, it's like, yo, just go get a tour. Like everyone's like, yo, Diego, can I get a job at Nike? I need to work at Nike. But like, something, just go there. Just go there and have lunch, have free lunch, like, get to know people say what's up, like, it's totally allowed. And I think a place is like Nike and and then from my experience, it's encouraged. So when yeah. this is all over, I'm going to fly out to uh, Oregon. I'm gonna Ooh, go let me know. Let me know. We'll, we'll, set up. we'll set you up and take you to the cloister as well. Yeah. like a landmark down here in Portland. Stop, stop, stop. I can't, I can't get excited. I can't get excited. I have to, I have to be chill. I'm going to go be like geeking <laughs> out there. Um, okay. Uh, question for later. Is MJ drink? Hold on. Dunking in the poster. Oh, is that MJ behind you dunking in that poster? Yes, that's, that's so the funny. poster, and that's a funny People story so because I, I did not see that at all. I grew up with that poster in my wall. My my dad, my parents bought me that, and I grew up. My whole childhood was with that poster in my room, and uh, it was iconic. You know, I've studied that poster. I can tell you exactly where everything is, the numbers everything. on the scoreboard, everything. Um, so I grew up with that, and then as my my sixteen year old uh, started growing up, and he got into basketball, he's a huge basketball fan. Um, he was like, I want to start putting posters and start doing stuff in my room. I was like, I got the poster for you. So I went and got this one and, 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 and just kind of like started getting more of those. So both my little one and my, my oldest one have posters all over the room. And then of course I got one for, for myself. So yes, that is the one with the, the dunk from the free throw line. Wow. That's amazing. Um, and, I, and, the, and the second part of that question was, and it kind of ties in with before, but have you ever had a time where you've worked directly with that, with the athletes? Um, I know that's kind of the question we had before, but, you know, when you're doing, you know, you're working with a significant, you know, a person, how, how does that sort of like the chain of command work? I would imagine like that they're dealing with executives, but then how do you kind of take someone's vision? Like I know like when Rich worked there and he worked with like Kyrie Irving and stuff like that, it was all the work was predicated on like his childhood yeah. and all these different little elements. So um, is that just like someone like yourself kind of gets the brief and then imparts that down to designers or how does that all work out? Yeah, because of the, the categories that I work, the categories that I work in, we um, we don't really get to do the one-on-one. At least I haven't gotten a chance to do one-on-ones with athletes. For example, in running, I know part of the team that I work with met with uh, Kipchoge sort of like on a regular basis to kind of like create their new looks and kind of like tailor stuff based on his insights. Um, but the way it works from what I've seen and kind of like what I've experienced is that, um, if, of course, executives and the, the directors meet with these athletes. But then when it comes to making it happen and when it comes to bringing that athlete's insights and story to life, uh, that's one of the big things at Nike. That's one of the big sort of, um, I would say, the main thing that we focus on is the storytelling part of it. We always right. try to make sure that we connect emotionally and we connect to that story yeah. so that when the consumer sees that, 
like you said, you you remember back in the '90s. You remember Nelly. I remember MJ in the '80s. Uh, so that if there's that connection, if there's that Nelly story, of like a... <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, if 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 there's that connection with the consumer, and if we we can put uh, a spin on that, um, the way it works. Let me backtrack a little bit. The way yeah. it works is, for example, the athlete would have a story to tell. The athlete, like KD, for example or Kyrie, they usually have their stories and they say, this is what I want to bring to life. This is what I want to tell my consumer and what my, my, my followers. Um, and our job is to, to listen, to observe, to, to gather all that information and, and make, transform that into apparel or product. Uh, it's not always easy, as you can imagine, just taking a story and making it come to life. But I think the teams that do that do an amazing job at kind of like storytelling and building those stories and bringing that to the consumer. So it's, it's a big process, uh, but storytelling and, and, and getting deep into that, um, it's a big part of what we do as a design team. Yeah, know, it's like sure. we are the consumer and we always think of how do we connect to the consumer? How do we cater to that consumer? Yeah, definitely. And I, yeah. I think it's kind of like what I love about it. And I was always like, pretty, like you know, from... from I was into Nike from the, the point of view of like, you know, just like being in the zeitgeist and all that different stuff and seeing it out in the world. And, you know, you can't go anywhere without seeing Nike, right? But uh, what really like made me think about um, Nike as a design-led company was seeing, um, you know, some of your work and seeing, seeing Rich's work and just seeing like the, the little attention to details. Like some, something as like, you know, like the laces would be a certain thing or the box, like, you know, like the box would be like a swimming pool because that was about, you know, like back in the day, like they used to love swimming or whatever. Like, I just love that. And it's sort of um, like pulls on your heartstrings in, in a way. And it's, it's funny because you think about Nike, you think it's like brash, it's sports, it's like high energy. But um, I think that there's a lot of empathy and a lot of attention to detail um, that kind of keeps people coming back for more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like I said, it's that connection to, to something that's more than the product. And that's sometimes the difference between, um, and even with fashion, again, like if you if you think of like uh, Louis Vuitton, for example, if, if there's that connection to that vintage, a retro from the 40s, 50s uh, on a trunk or a, a purse, it has a lot more value. So if we can pull uh, any sort of emotional connection, if we can pull something that, uh, if you're a designer, you know it. If you're a designer, you pay attention and you appreciate the attention to details and the color of the laces, like you said, or the finishing. If you're not a designer, sometimes I hear a lot of people tell me, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it looks great. You know, like right, I, I see this tech fleece, I see this tech, uh, this tech fleece uh, hoodie, whatever. It's just something different about it. They can't tell, they can isolate or dissect the design and the thinking that goes behind it, but it's that little emotion and the little extra sometimes that takes it a long way. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just like a valuable lesson, like for designers, like coming in, it's like there, the, there can be beauty in the details. It's like you get briefed on a shoe or something like that. And it doesn't cost like a whole bunch of extra money to make that. I mean, I, I don't know, but I don't know. And I think it's kind of cool because you guys have stuff like that. That's kind of like, like small and intimate details, but then there's kind of like this sort of like 3d aspect to kind of like, uh, I don't know if this is like the word that you guys would use, but just in my own personal view, like, this kind of the psychedelic side of Nike, the kind of like the future facing work. Like I think about yeah. like Chad Knight, by the way, Chad Knight's still open invite for the podcast. I totally dropped the ball on that one. No, uh, no pun intended here, but you know, it's, it's so funny. Like there's a, a wide spectrum of, of stuff. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look back at the origins of the company, uh, it is sort of based on that. If it's sort of like rebels mm -hmm. that when sick, when everybody's act. So, I mean, it's it's cool man it's it, it's nice to see how that spirit still uh, lives that spirit kind of like has 
transcended all these generations and all the people that work there and we still have that idea of like pushing and just going crazy sometimes yeah like tinker hatfield and all that stuff that's so that's yeah. what i think about i love that by the way if you guys like nike check out that uh it was netflix abstract tinker hatfield yes i tried getting him on the podcast it didn't it didn't work out but one day a boy <laughs> a boy can dream right, yeah i i did get to meet him one time and got chat with him so this one right here is signed by him wow. again it's an air max so, um, yeah, that, that day I was there, I knew I was going to meet him and it was going to be in a meeting with him. So I just took the shoe and I was like, just please sign this. <laughs> he signed it and that was it. He went up on the wall. So that is so cool. Yeah. If you guys Legend. are like, into like sneaker design and like learning more about it, they did a fantastic job of kind of showing that. And that really, of all the things that sent me over the edge of wanting to work at Nike, I was ready to like get in my car and, and go. Um, yeah, he's a really cool dude. All right. Next question. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what are some of the challenges of working on such a great brand? How does Nike balance legacy while also pushing uh, fresh future-facing work? Oh, sorry. I, I did not read that before I did. I know that person probably thinks I just leveraged their question, but um, yeah. It's, it's a, what was the first what question? Said, you get add on top of that, yeah. Yeah, what was the first part of the question? So uh, what, are some of, uh, this, uh, what are some of the challenges of working on such a great brand? Okay. I guess because people are so like attached to it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. more, they think of it as like, it's their brand, you know? Yeah, challenge, I would say, like I said earlier, challenge for us as creatives is always coming up to the table and say, okay, this could be cool. This is gonna be, this is how we can push it. This is how I'm thinking we can evolve, uh, which is a good challenge to have. The other challenge personally, uh, knowing how much, how people are passionate uh, about the brand. Like I'm one of those guys, it's try not to, try not to fuck up. Sorry about my. No, it's okay. Um, it's try not okay. to <laughs> try not to screw it up. You know, try not to uh, screw up something that's a classic or that people love, and and, and just kind of like let people down. And then going back to the to the question, how do we leverage past and present? It's it's a constant balance. It's a constant thing that, like I said, part of our design principle is always look back and respect the the past and the DNA and the heritage of what the brand is and what it's built. And, uh, but at the same time, looking at the future. So it's, it's, it's a great challenge in a way, going back to the question with the challenge, it's a great challenge to have of like, how do you celebrate the past, but always think future. That's one of the, like I said, that's our North Star future. Um, and, 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 you know, most of the products that you see, it's successful because of that, because we have a rich history. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, uh, I, again, not to, I'm a little bit biased here, but like to talk about my favorite shoe, um, you know, like the Air Force, like the Air Force was always kind of like, it was a certain way, a certain feel. And then I remember like when you guys came out with uh, the fly knit and like you had like that campaign where like the little like thing like went in there yeah. and it kind of made that like kind of weird yeah. sound. I loved it though, because as somebody who like, as somebody who grew up like with, with the shoe, it was cool, but it was always kind of like, always kind of heavy, always a little bit like, and then, and then it was like the same, the same legacy, the same like, um, I, I, again, I wish I knew all the words that you guys use all the time, but the same like silhouette of the shoe. Yeah. But it was like the, the 2020 summertime fresh version of it. So it's like, it's still that legacy, still has a strap, still has the same look, but in a way is a, is a completely different shoe. So that's so Yeah, cool. absolutely. And, and I'm here with you on that one. I work there and sometimes I'm like, how, they, they come up with that you know it's like you have an air force one and and then you're like it's it's the best shoe ever this sneakers a classic what else yeah. can you do to this how do you change that and then you see all the iterations that you that, that keep coming up and, and it blows your mind like how creative people are that's what i'm saying i'm lucky to be there and i'm lucky to to work with with such a talented group of people that that just keeps surprising you every day 
Yeah, for sure. And and the other thing that I wanted to add to that was yeah. Um, what what really makes me fall in love with like sneakers and and and, and brands and things like that is that uh, it, it it doesn't matter what style we're talking about. If you get an Air Max One or an Air Force One or a Jordan One or whatever, if if you just do some research on that, there's so many stories. There's so many things that are fascinating and just like hook you. Right. Uh, and that's why I always tell people when, when they ask me, like, why do you like sneakers so much? Why do you care about this so much? Um, because they always have a story. They always have that, that background that you can just go in and be fascinated by, like, things that happened that could have happened that ended up happening. So it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, if you guys have any questions, keep them coming. Such great questions. Uh, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything here. Um, my boy Dustin is in, in the building. My boy Dustin is an amazing videographer, by the way. I, I should put you guys in touch with him. He's he's making moves. He's out there with a the drone doing crazy stuff. So that's good. We, we went to college together, and now we're out here talking to the global design director at Nike. Dustin, we made it, bro. We did it. Dude, man, my 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 Instagram is there. Like, I always tell people, and, and I know there's people here that are watching that I talk to, like, almost every day. Right. Uh, I love that stuff, man. I'm I'm always I'm constantly on social media. So yeah. Um, hit hit me up, bro. Let's let's connect. Uh, that's that's all I'm, I'm about all that. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're like really. Uh, and this came across like even just on um, on on Instagram and stuff like that. Like you're like really like humble and like really we're cool and we're we're adamant about sharing it. You know, sometimes I talk to people and it's not like I'm complaining. You know. I, the, this whole podcast is based on like giving without expectations but that being said it's nice sometimes when people give back and and you really help to promote this tonight and and to kind of put it out there so um i think people have it in their head like when they're in like design school that it's like you know people that like work at big companies like you know like they're gonna you're gonna have to deal with like egos and stuff like that and a lot of times people who are out there are making like serious moves can be like so nice not everyone but um i think you're a great example of like why you should try reaching out to people because like you, you never know you never know who's gonna get back and be like we might be best friends after that it's like possible yeah maybe, maybe. i mean hey man uh no and, and thank you thank you a lot for that because um again, not everybody I think does that being, man. i'm telling you a being, lot of people they'll, they'll, you know, they'll come on the show come on the show and then not promote it not repost it and i'm just like damn son like, no, 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 I posted it. <laughs> I posted it. I think my, my parents are even here. So oh, they're, I think they're watching. Parents. I just saw kind of like their name coming up. But yeah, um, no, but dude, thank you so much for that. I think that um, honestly, to be honest with you, I think that's one of the most important things. It's like stay true to yourself and, and just you know, be open. Yeah. Um, I, 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 growing up as a designer, I had a lot of terrible bosses. I had a lot of terrible people that I work with. And through my whole career and through all those years that I had to put up with that stuff, I, I would always tell myself, like, if, if I ever get to lead, let's say, this company or become the creative director, or become the art director, I will never try to be that person. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, based on, on the way that my parents raised me, based on the way that, that I grew up uh, with respect and just kind of like try to be humble. It's, it's, I think sometimes like the, the biggest quality that you can have. And, and I try for that. I try. And, I, and, and, and again, coming to Nike, I try to be as, as open as I can, I try to be as, as friendly, try to be as uh, respectful as I can. And, um, and I hope, and I hope my teams and everybody that I work with feel the same way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everyone, everyone that I've met uh, has been super cool and super chill at Nike. So uh, you guys definitely, you get, you get a, a pass. Apple, not so much. All right, here we go. Uh, question, how do they go uh, about hiring freelance 
um, I know I know they hire a lot of freelance. Yeah, I, I get this question a lot, and and this is this is one that I really like a lot um, because um, a lot of people come reach out to me. I know a lot of people. I connect on, on social media as well. And they just reach out on Instagram That's, and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to send you my design or I'm sorry. I'm showing you this. And I'm like, no man, this is what this is for. Right. Um, social media and Instagram to me, it's a powerful tool. If you use it right, if you use it for the right reasons, it can help you tremendously. It right. can help the you right so intent, much. I always say. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I always encourage people, no dude, copy me, send me their stuff, send me whatever. So there's sometimes people send me the, their portfolios and things like that. But one thing that I always, I, I always get this question, like, how do I get even as a freelance job? It's it's more of like just the grind and what you do. Uh, and I'll just kind of give you my point of view, how I see things. Um, when Before I came to Nike, I was doing a lot of like my work, my personal work on, at agencies, but I would also do my own personal passion projects, right? right. Uh, I would do like target teams and I would do things outside or as a freelance that would get me out of the pharmaceutical or hotel or electronics campaigns that I was working on. Right. Um, so the, the main goal for me with those things was to treat all those projects uh, that I would put on social media or whatever the same way that I would treat my, my, my real work, my real job projects. Right. So um, what I've seen a lot is, um, and I, what, the reason why I tell people just keep grinding and keep doing your thing and be passionate and like think about it. Think about your social media. If you have an account for like your graphics or if you have an account that you want to promote your art or design, just work on that and make sure that it's polished, that it's constantly updated and that you show your passion, your process, your work. Because it's been many times that we, every time we have seasonal direction meetings or when we start like building up boards with inspiration for the season or like seasonal stories. And, you know, every designer starts pulling stuff from the internet, from Pinterest, from, from online, from Instagram. And every now and then you walk through these boards and then you see, you see something that stands out. And you're like, where'd you get that from? And then the designers will tell you like, oh, I pulled this from an Instagram account. And you're like, that's cool. Save that and whatever. Two, three meetings pass. And then sometimes you start seeing the same pool, the same terror inspiration in another board, in right. another team. And then you're like, oh shit, you know, that, that guy from here, from that Instagram is showing up on this one as well. Right. Two, three, four meetings later, you see a different graphic from that same account, but you already start recognizing the the, the, the handwriting. You know what I mean? You right. start seeing, and the guys, and before you know it, and like, this is why I tell people, because it happened to me, you just keep putting stuff out there. You've just been passionate about design. Well, you are really my, passionate my about it. trying to knock this over. Hold on. <laughs> you just keep this, doing this that. She's going she's gonna to hang out here. Dude. Say what's I'm up, Billy. Dog too now. Billy's trying to be Instagram famous. She wants to know if you can work at Nike. <laughs> Hey man, there's there's accounts for everybody, every pet now. <laughs> my pet has an account too. Um, well, she needs so yeah, like I was my, saying, my friends are tired of seeing her. She needs her own account. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. Oh, so yeah. So going back to that. Um, so yeah, my my advice is just keep putting your stuff out there, man. You, you never know who's looking at it, who's using it, or not using it, but like who's pulling it out as inspiration. And it, I've seen it happen a lot of times, you know, there's people out there and you see boards and you start recognizing like, oh, that's this guy from Instagram. And people already know it by right. the Instagram handle sometimes. But uh, before you know it, sometimes I've seen cases when later on they show up and they show up in a meeting and they tell you like, oh crap, you're that person. Right. And they got hired by another team or somebody that saw their work. So yeah. uh, freelance work like that, that I think is what, what happens when I work on, on projects that need to bring uh, external um artists or agencies or partners. Right. Uh, I usually try to do my research. I have seen stuff that, and I try to, I always try to find talent or designers that haven't 
made big accounts or made clients or haven't made it big as yet uh, because I want to give people like that opportunity. And, and that's kind of like what we do as in our department. We try to look for people that we can tap into and say, we would love, we would love to see your, your point of view and your voice. There right. you go. Yeah, um, exactly. That, that price, Nike, uh, Mets Air Force One. No, I'm just kidding. That's so cool. Um, yeah, because I think like when I, you know, when I look at your, at your book, at your, at your folio, that's by the way, that's what they say on the other side of the pond. I think that sounds really cool. Your folio. Uh, yeah. When I look at your folio, I, um, you know, I, I think and one of the reasons why I was saying before about why I want to show that to young design students is you really show um, context for things. You know what I'm saying? It's like there, there's photography, there's what it would look like as at a home signage, what it would look like on apparel, what it would look on like, and it's, um, it's like, a, like an overarching like view and, and, and showing how the system works. Whereas like, sometimes I'll see design students or even in my own work back in the day, like, you know, it's kind of just like the same logo on like different pieces of clothing or like with the same color and stuff like that. But yeah, you kind of like work the system. So could you maybe give some advice to that? Like when you're trying to build something out and because so much of it is just like showing that you could do it, that when you get there, yeah. you know, like, did this take this person, you know, I talked to uh, Paula Cher one time and she was talking about, you know, hiring people and she was saying, you know, when I'm looking to hire people and I, I'm looking at the work, did this, this one thing, did it take that person one minute to do that? Or did it take that person like one year to do that? Whereas like when I look at your portfolio, if I was somebody who was hiring you, I would say like, this is a guy, a multifaceted, multidisciplinary designer who has like a full breadth of work. So um, for people that are trying to, to get to that place, do you have any advice for them? Um, yeah, absolutely. Just have a build it uh, out. And shut up. Yeah, yeah. And, and shut out. I mean, like the whole polisher and all those conversations is just fascinating. Like Thank I'm you. telling you, big time listener. <laughs> um, when, Long time when it comes to that, I know. Um, I, I, I did a, a little talk back in February before, before COVID hit us. Um, I did a little talk and, and that was one of my points talking to designers. Um, I said that, uh, my point of view on that is, is a big difference between clicks and craft. Right. Um, and when we talk to a consumer, when you talk to a client, when you talk to even, uh, hiring creative director, uh, that's what makes the difference. When when your work looks like you just, and when the consumer or the client feels that you just kind of click 15 times and got it to that point, is one thing. When the consumer or the client or the creative director sees that what you built is a craft and that you have passion and what you built, it's something that's unique to you or that only you can bring to the table. That's what makes the difference between, like I always call it, click versus craft. Right. Um, what I, I try to it. work on, when I try to thank you, uh, when I try to work on the stuff that I that I do is that's my point of view. It's like I want to take you on a journey and I want to show you. Uh, there's the research, there's the study, there's the 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 foundation for everything that that's gonna come to life, and this is how it comes to life. So it's sort of like a little bit of a journey, and that's why I try to do that. Yeah. So to me, um, I that's one of my my biggest things. Let's make sure that as creatives, uh, we value our work and we treat it as a craft. And, 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 and that will translate immediately to the consumer. And that's what like, hopefully people see when they see your work. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, wait, I don't know what you were saying there. Shit, I forgot what it was. I forgot what it was. Damn it, this is what happens when it's live. Okay. Um, if you guys have questions that are just jumping in here, we got about 10 minutes left. 
feel free to uh, send us your questions. Um, some companies copy their work. You know what's so funny is that I'm not gonna say who, but I've worked on um, I've worked on like sports brands and stuff like that before, like large like global sports brands, and it's just like so so funny to see kind of like the the way the way that like different sports people like kind of talk about themselves, you know, and and about like the market research and stuff. It's like we don't want to be like Nike or we want to be like Nike and kind of hugging that line. You guys ever like see that where you'll see like you'll put out a campaign and the next thing you know there's like another um sports company that's kind of parroting your style because i just thought it was funny to like even to even have that in a brief is like not a good look like to even yeah. like, mention another company's name and like whether it be like to not be like them or to be like them it almost like implies that like you're kind of like dancing around trying to be like nike you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you you see that a lot, and and obviously I I have to be politically correct on this one. Uh, yeah. You see that a lot. I don't want to get too uh, in trouble. Think, on this. No, yeah, yeah, I think one to to see that to see other companies and to see people just kind of like looking at your stuff. It, it's like they say, it's the biggest uh, type of compliment that you right. can get. It yeah. means that you are doing things right and that it's resonating with people, and people want to like take part of that. Right. The other part of that is going back to what I said earlier. The beauty of it is that we always look forward. We, as at least from the people that I work with, it's always looking forward. We don't look sideways. We don't look back. We don't look at who's competing with us or like who's trying to copy or who's trying to do stuff like that. We focus on like what's going to be next. Mm -hmm. So that's, that I think allows you room to grow, mm -hmm. uh, 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 allows you room to focus on what's important instead of kind of like, sometimes the petty of like, this is happening, this is not. Um, and I think that's what helps us as a company to keep moving forward. The fact that like, yeah, do whatever you want, we're just gonna keep moving forward. Right. Yeah, my friend, my good friend and mentor, uh, he's been like an older brother to me over the years, John Contino, you know, he's worked with the, the Nike brand. Multiple. John, yeah. That's one of my uh, personal favorite campaigns is John's work with Nike. I love all like that. Oh, uh, he did a bunch, but I remember he did one for running. Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fluorescent yes. uh, green one. I love that. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. John is a badass. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I'll be happy to link you guys up if you don't know him. But um, the man one. Uh, I was going to say, though, that like he, he was always because someone uh, we did like a live event together one time and somebody from the audience was like, you know, like people, everyone's always copying you. Like, doesn't it bother you that like people are copying you? Like, there's so many people who are like a carbon copy of you. And he's like, yeah, like it doesn't bother me because like they're always going to be copying like my last move. And it's like I'm already like Jay-Z said, I'm already on to the next one. You know what I mean? So yeah. I thought that was really great because, you know, it's kind of like keeping your minding your own business and doing your own thing will always be better than kind of like following up and trying to do another iteration of something that's already been done. Um, mm -hmm. That's cool. All right. Amen uh, to that. Sorry, what? I said amen to that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I remember my question. Um, so you guys work, you know, talking about working with artists like John, and you guys have worked with obviously countless different, um, I hate the term influencers, but you know, talented, yeah. amazing artists yeah. who, who kind of put your work out there and stuff like that, as well as um, some great agencies. I know that Collins, you guys work with Collins, and yeah. I just had uh, Sean Lyons from RGA, uh, who was, you know, you guys, Nike and RGA have been partners for a long time, a great relationship yeah. over the years. Um, What's that relationship like in working with other agency, uh, other agencies, and how does that kind of plug and play with what you guys are doing in Portland? Um, from my point of view, I can tell you it's a treat. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of my favorite parts, 
the fact that I get to reach out and work with agencies that I've drooled over or like that I love since I was growing up as a designer from school. Right. It's sort of like a treat for me. And um and there's a lot of them that I that I dealt with. There's a lot of people that I've met because of Nike, uh just reaching out. Um and 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 to me it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's it, to work to work with people that you admire so much and that you that you want to bring into and combine your your ideas with. It's 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 priceless. The the work itself I think I think I think that most people would like to work with Nike. So it's always an easier conversation to have when you tap in and say, Hey, would you like to collaborate on some stuff? Right. Um, how do we work with agencies? Again, it, it varies. Um, some, like you said, have huge histories with Nike, like White and Kennedy, for example. Yeah. It's, it's one that like, you look up to. We have to... some people coming up from White and Kennedy on the show. We're, we, we're yeah. working on it. We've been working on it for a long time, but it's going to happen one day soon. Yeah. I love White and Kennedy. I'm sorry I haven't had them on the show, but they're coming on soon. Okay. They're they're amazing. The stuff they do is just crazy. Um, but again, it's 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 a treat, man. It's it's really it's really special. It's beautiful to be able to tap into artists, to agencies, and and the the, the response that you get from them is again great. The the work that you get from them is just amazing. Yeah. And then you become friends, which is the biggest the best thing for me. Yeah. You make friends all over. Yeah, I would imagine it's kind of cool also too because it's like when you're on like the in-house side of things. You're kind of like used used to a certain way, like you know. There's there's probably I would imagine like, and even though it's very fluid, they're kind of like these like corporate style guys. But then somebody comes along from another agency with another, with a fresh perspective, it's really kind of see. I remember when I worked at Hershey, there was a company we worked with, Go Dutch, and we did all this amazing stuff for Hershey. But their perspective was so cool because it was like, it was like kind of boundless and it, and it wasn't so attached to the the in house side of things, which was great work. But their work was just like, whoa. It just like, yeah. I remember it just yeah. stood out so much. I was like, who did this? And every time. Yeah, them, it's so. incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's it, like, I'm telling you, it's a treat. And there's, there's so many agencies out there. And, and there's agencies that I've been able to work with. Uh, shout out to my, to my homeboys in I Love Dust, for example, is an agency that I can use as an example. The, you, can, you may have an idea. You may be able to put it out there and build boards and just kind of talk about it and sell the pitch to the leadership team. Uh, but then you pitch it to them and they come back with their work and you're like, wow, like there was no way I was going to get to that point. Right. Uh, so being able to have that, that, that ability to bring talent like that and bring work like that into, into your daily sort of like routine, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. There was this one company, I forgot what it was. They were like, uh, I don't know, like if you're big onto like, uh, those like Vimeo, like HD, like 3d kind of stuff. There was yeah. this one company they worked, they did the flying it campaign. I forgot what it was. It was a cool name oh, too. Oh. oh, there's there's a man versus machine. Man versus machine. There's there a, you go. Yeah, yes. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah, they're crazy. People, we need to get them on crazy. Yeah. I haven't haven't worked with them yet, but their work is freaking fantastic. And then like the 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 um like the reel that they put out, like aside yeah. from like their client facing work, was like that yeah. much more crazy. So there was a year i think there was a full year in college where i became addicted to reels and i wanted to have a reel so bad and it took me like about a year or two years to build one right uh but i remember the day when when agencies were all about the reels and putting yeah. it on online and it was just like i had a huge collection of them and that was like that's where i want to work that's where i want to work that's where i want to work so yeah 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 reels, if people are like really into like 3d animation and stuff like that like youtube is cool but because of like copyright and everything but um and i love youtube i have friends on youtube not knocking youtube right now but 
Uh, if you go on Vimeo, there's so much amazing work from Nike over the years and the 3D stuff. That's how I found out about like uh, Chad Knight. I think he was, is, is he still there at Nike for that uh, 3D? I don't know, to be honest with you. Okay, that's okay. I'm gonna keep, I'm, I've had so many names in this podcast, I'm probably gonna get in trouble with somebody. <laughs> it's okay. Um, one, we have got about five minutes here. Somebody asked, do you get free stuff at Nike? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, we do. We oh, do. Okay. If, if ever uh, you have like any size 13 shoes like laying around anywhere that you I don't know. Just like, shoot your size. Shoot your size, man. Let me know. Yeah. Okay, good. Size 13. Hit me up. Uh, and a large shirt. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my friend Dustin, the one I was referring to before, I'm so happy that I can be talking to you and have Dustin here. That's amazing. Uh, I actually used to watch those, um, those man vs. machine videos. I used to watch that with Dustin in our dorm room. That's so funny. Uh, do you, and this is from Dustin, do you find a consistent style important, uh, showcasing the ability to be versatile? Great question, Dustin. Do you versatility find a consistent style important or, or, yeah, or versatile? Versatility is a, is a huge thing. It's a huge asset to have. Uh, <clears throat> yes, there's people that master what they do, and sometimes that is what you need. You need somebody that masters their, their craft. And there are times like, uh, like, that you need a little bit more of a wider spectrum of, of, of flavors that you can pick from. Um, like I said, going back to agencies, my uh, good friend of mine uh, from Dia Studio, um, they, they, they own, and I think they're like the masters of everything that's kinetic typography <clears throat> and things like that. So I think that's a great example of somebody that masters what they do and are great at that. And if you ever think of any project that involves that, you immediately think of them and go straight to them. Right. When it comes to other projects that you need a little bit more versatility, again, it, it's a great thing to have. And I think as a designer, not as an agency, but as a designer, to be able to, to, to toggle different things, to be able to, you know, be able to work on different mediums, to work on different things, and be able to offer that to your team and to the company, it's, it's a great tool. It's a great asset. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, this has been so much fun. That was the fastest hour of my life. Uh, I know. Shit, it's a, oh. I know, right? Effortless, effortless interview. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, where can yeah, people find you online? You. What's the best place to uh, to to reach you? Um, online, so great, man. Thank you. Yeah, online would be uh, D Blog. Uh, I've been posting all about this, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I do. Twitter and all those, I do have him, but Instagram is where I am always. And like I always tell people, just reach out, man. Just reach out. I'm always down to have conversations, to chat, to to learn stuff and to share memes and funny stuff. That's amazing. Dude, thank you so much. I feel like we became best friends tonight. That's a bit of a, a big assumption, but I feel like this is good. Good vibes. <laughs> no, man. Awesome. No, and I know like we were kind of catching up on emails going back and forth before this, but uh, yeah, dude, like anytime, anytime. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. Uh, congratulations, because I remember back when I started a, a blog back in 2009 and I was sort of like tapping into people to interview them and you were kind of like, coming up as well I was, yeah Shit, this guy's getting better guys than i'm getting yeah and to see when you got to like debbie millman and like polisher and all those guys i was like oh this guy's legit now he, he made it so congratulations because i know it's been a long time and <laughs> and you've built something beautiful thank you so much man i, I appreciate it and uh, you know i just want to say to that point you know and I, I i remember like those people that were there early on and without people like yourself that were supporting it and you know, for anyone that's kind of in that same position, I, I remember I went and I talked at a school uh, in Brooklyn one time, Brooklyn College, and somebody was like, "Man, like you, like I wish I wish I had that idea to do that. Like you, you came up with this thing." And I always tell people, like you could literally like 
call it meet the creatives and start interviewing people like i just want people to go and i always say like build your trojan horse and i remember at that time where i had like debbie and paula and all these different michael beirut all these people i was talking to i had no portfolio and if i did it sucked i had nothing going on i had nothing happening and the 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 empathy and the kindness and the love that i that i received coming into this industry right out of the gate is a true testament to to yep. how great the creative field is so uh yeah. and I, like i said before passion yeah. bro when people when people see the passion and the dedication the love for what you're doing and they share that with you mm-hmm. that opens all these doors yeah trust me i've gone through that and and yeah yeah i remember last night in the podcast we were talking about like um people talking about imposter syndrome and i I said i said it was like and it's so gross to be quoted myself here but but at at the risk of sounding ridiculous i'm gonna go ahead and say like you can be and then i'm referring to my own journey on this you can be scared shitless and be tenacious at the same time you know what i'm saying so like you could be freaking the fuck out and you could be like knocking down the door at pentagram or knocking down the door at nike it's okay, and no one's that fucking special. And if anyone were to ever be like, yo, who do you think you are? Just like move on to the next person. And it says yeah. more about that person than it does about you. So, I'm, yeah, that's and yeah, and to that point, because I remember that was a huge turning point in my career, for example, when you talk about that. Um, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm dropping freaking names like a douchebag here, but Dude, me too, going man. back, going back to, <laughs> to, to my early career. I'm gonna get sued from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, um, Debbie Millman, you know, you touch on that. Uh, you know, she has design matters, and you know, as a designer, you grow up with all that. Like you, you, you idolize that, and you hear that, and how amazing she was, she is. Um, and I always idolize that. And it get to, it got to the point one time that I got to meet her in New York at a conference, and from then on, like from that moment on, we became friends. And whether she knows it until to, to now, whether she knows it or not she was sort of like my design guardian angel that opened so many doors for me that Thanks. gave me confidence that was able to listen to me. I was, I would, I would reach out to her and be like, do you have five seconds to jump on a call? And we were just talking on the phone and just, it blew my mind that I was able to, as a junior designer, as a junior art director, to be able to connect with somebody like Debbie Millman and for her to take the time to talk to me. So with, with that, it, it not only opened doors, it not only gave me the confidence of designer for, um, for to, to, to go and push harder for what, what, what I wanted. But he gave me the confidence to say, shit, if I can talk to David Millman, I can talk to anybody else out here. So exactly. you never know. You never know. Just be passionate. Just reach out and, and, and try to build your path. Exactly. And I, I said, it says you have a minute and 30 seconds here. But just to that point about Debbie, uh, uh, Meet the Creatives seeks to bridge the gap between entry-level creatives and the industry's best. That is like what this podcast was built on. And that was actually a class called The Brain Called You from Debbie Millman on Creative Live. Shout out Creative Live. Shout out Chase Jarvis. Um, and this podcast actually started, I was on like my fourth year and like wrote like some long, lengthy, creepy, weird email to Debbie and was like, I want to be like you. And then yeah. she, she enabled me on my journey. She And then uh, offered to be a guest on the show. So that's kind of how that happened. And um, she's been really great. And with, she's amazing. with no Debbie, there's no Meet the Creatives. That's, I'm, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. She, I'm telling you, she's one of the great ones of the of this field. Exactly. I support, I love her, I, I admire her, and and she's amazing. Yes. All right, if she got... ever watches this, I love you, Debbie. Okay, we love. I love you, Debbie. I'm trying. I'm trying to get her on the show. At this point, though, she's like completely inundated, so I understand. But <laughs> one day she'll come back to the show. All right, we have 30 seconds. We're out of here. Nike, love you guys. 
Uh, Thanks, man. I'm send I appreciate you my, it. My shoe. You let me know if you like it, okay? All right. Send me your size. All right, brother. I will. Bye. I make promises online, but I'll let you know. Okay. I have, I'll I have surprise you. All right, brother. I'll see you. Bye. No, man. Thank you for having me. Peace out, man. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.